Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. I do not know. We've done all 30 teams. And you, if you haven't gone to hashtagbasketball.com at this point, I just don't, I have nothing else to say to you. But you should keep listening. Go to hashtagbasketball.com if you haven't or if you have today. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I'm officially determining this, is your, this has to be your favorite team since you saved them for last. This is Michael's new Western Conference team. He's going to be rooting for all season. I'm calling so, it. I need to admit to some of the listeners out there who call me out, talking shit about the Kings. I'm not talking shit about the Kings. I'm talking shit about their front office. The front office is garbage. You got you. If you're a fan of the Kings, you know that. Um, the Sacramento Kings during the the, the very very depressing dark years after uh, after Jerry Reinsdorf ruined the Bulls by not. Uh, running back uh, the six-time champion, uh, Jordan Pippen, all those guys, after they all disappeared, that team was uh, unwatchable. And uh, I needed something to root for. Sacramento Kings were my team. J-Well, C-Web, Peja, Vlade Divac. That's a fun team. It's a really fun team. And it would be nice to see the Kings come back to glory. I'm not ready to say that they even will approach that based on the way this team is run by this current front office. They traded away Devon Wright. Don't even remember when they had Devon Wright. Um, Tristan Thompson is apparently on the team now, Alex Lynn, but for the most part, the team is the same. And Tyler, where do you want where do you want to begin with the, with the kings well the kings man what what are this team doing they got a they were in trouble right they did not finish well last year and they were kind of really up against the cap so they had a hard time maneuvering their roster and they've got to just clear some some space at some point and kind of try to rebuild this thing again i think and just i don't know um, they have some interesting players, though, for fantasy and for real yeah. life. And they do have some interesting players. They have too many players. That that could be the case. They they no. What they have is they don't have a star. Nope. They don't have even an all star. They have just a lot of good players, and then some bad players that they still have to play at the end of the bench. So just a weird team a weird dichotomy there um i guess you start with De'Aaron fox who was very good last year yeah and averaged 25 points a game 7.2 assists three and a half rebounds one and a half steals good field goal percentage for a guard not so great free throws but you can't have everything um finished 54th in per game value and is going to 42nd in yahoo drafts yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of head-to-head uh, groups, a lot of head-to-head drafters 
uh, end up hunting free throw based on the even based on like in in a good way where they're like oh yeah I ended up getting Giannis I'm gonna punt free throws right De'Aaron Fox is a great grab there uh, at like the in that 40 40 range uh, fourth round type of guy um, if you're punting free throws you don't if you really want to truly punt it and not ignore it just punt like just get rid of them and be have a detriment have your guard be an absolute detriment to your uh to your free throws then yeah he's sitting right there he's he's uh, the 25 points is gonna be hard to find after pick 42 uh the seven assists and a steal and a half are also gonna be very hard to find uh that kind of combo after pick 42 so I, I I like his value in in head-to-head leagues there where he's currently going. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you got a lot of group of guys there that I actually like to draft in Tobias Harris and Drew Holiday and Jonas Valanciunas. And so I don't think I'm gonna own Fox on a ton of teams, but he's fine. He's just he's good. Um he's good at what he's good at and he's bad at some other stuff. So it's just you know, you know what you're buying. You gotta take him with the caveat. Yeah, the free throws are it's gonna kill you in the free throws. He shoots at volume because uh, he's always going to the rim and he's actually incredibly good at finishing at the rim. Uh, but teams want to foul the crap out of him because he's not a good free throw shooter, so he's gonna be shooting at volume for sure. Uh, the next player on this team who I've actually seen going ahead of De'Aaron Fox in mock drafts is Richard Holmes. Um, pretty much one of your um block studs from last season a great field goal percentage uh what 1.6 blocks last season half a steal assists are bad decent rebounds decent points and a, a decent free throw percentage which is always nice uh zero three pointers they gave uh richard holmes the big bucks to come back and hang out with them to play the same role don't see why he couldn't just run back if not just a tad bit better this season yeah, and he's fine. He actually finished better than he's getting drafted in Yahoo Leagues. He finished 45th, and he's being drafted um, as the 50th overall player. So 52nd is the ADP, but he's the 50th one off the board, which is good. Like, it's a little bit of value there, not a lot, but like four or five picks. And he's just fine, but like, I don't know that I'd be getting super excited about him. Like, he's really only contributing in rebounds and blocks in points and in good percentages. Yeah. He seems to uh, disappear there in that usually there's a run on centers there in like the late third, fourth round. And you start seeing like, you know, Capella, Aiton, uh, John Collins go off the board, Chris Stapps, Jonas, and then Richard Holmes. uh, Sometimes even uh, Bobby Williams going off the board that high. And I, I would rather have Richard Holmes than, than Robert Williams for sure. But out of the rest of that group, I'm not sure. Unless I really, really, really need the blocks. I'm not sure I'm taking him over Chris Stapps or Jonas. Definitely not Capella. Yeah, I think Holmes at the back of that group. And so he's just like around. He should be picked around 50. That's where he should be. Yeah. He's going right, it's, right in the right spot. Um if you need the if you need those specific stats, specific stats, and you don't want to hurt your free throw, it's a really it's a nice pickup for you. Yeah, for sure. And Roto maybe goes a little higher because of that. Um, yeah. I trust him to play more than Boucher. Smart. And I think that this is important to mention again is like I want to leave the first two or three rounds with a center. 
Yes. If I don't have a center after the third round, then I'm reaching into this group and I'm probably doing it in the fourth round. And it's not great value on any of those players really in like the early fourth round. Yeah. If you get any of those guys. Yeah. If I'm looking around and my, my only big is Richard Holmes, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling great about that. And maybe this is another thing that, that maybe you do if you're in a head to head league is you kind of punt some of those big man stats after the first four or five rounds because you don't have a big man and there's not really anybody left. You could uh, definitely do that. And we are going to get into those strategies as we progress towards the season. Um, we were going to be doing our, who do I draft? And I think Richard Holmes is going to pop up in that. Who do I draft segment that we were going to be doing with all the first round players So stay tuned for that. Um, Tyler, I think the most intriguing player on this team is Tyrese Halliburton. Um, obviously insane, um, rookie season, uh, just incredibly, um, talented could be a little bit of a fa- fantasy darling for a lot of people out there, but surprisingly I'm seeing him slip to 60 in ADP and I gotta wonder with the glut of guards there, they only play the Kings only played him about thir- I mean they played him 30 minutes a game but I would feel like they're gonna try to get him more minutes this season because the guy is ultra talented can be a very good steals assist guy hits threes um shoots decent percentages like the guy's kind of like an all-around fancy player I really really like Tyrus Halbert oh yeah for sure and I mean he finished 71st in his rookie season at 30 minutes a game at 30 minutes a game only was only a negative. This is a good stat. He was average or above average in six and seven of the eight categories. The only thing he was below average was, was rebounds three, only three rebounds a game. So again, like you mentioned, he's just doing a little bit everywhere and he's helping you a little bit everywhere. And he's not really hurting you anywhere. Even three rebounds. Like it's not that much of a negative. It's not like it's zero. Um, mm-hmm. I like him at 60. It's fine. I don't think it's an exceptional value though, because they drafted Davion Mitchell and they're still have buddy healed and they're going to want to play all those guys. And there's only so many minutes in the backcourt. And I don't know that they want to be running buddy healed too, too much at the three because well, they defense is a thing. And so unless the Kings are planning on losing every game, well, maybe, 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 I mean, this is the team. Like, just needs to shake this roster up, man. They just yeah. need to make some moves. And I think the cream rises at the top here. And I think Ty- Tyrese Halliburton is the cream. Like, that guy is very okay. creamy. Guards, Super creamy. Guard special, though, at, at right around pick 50-ish. Yeah. 50-ish guard special. Okay. All right, you ready for this? Would you rather have Tyrese Halliburton okay. or CJ McCollum? Mm, give me CJ. Um, the role is guaranteed and CJ is underrated. Malcolm Brogdon. Give me Tyrese Halbert. Ooh, now that's a little spicy. Yeah. Uh, DeJounte Murray. I like DeJounte Murray. The role is set. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Ooh, man, I've been really going back and forth with Kyle Lowry. I cannot tell 
how I feel about Kyle Lowry this season. Um, if he's going to be old Kyle Lowry, if he's going to be relaxed, I've been hanging out on South Beach, Kyle Lowry. I would probably say Kyle Lowry, but by a hair. Lonzo Ball. Oh, come on. You know I love Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. Uh, Terry Rozier. Tyrese Albert. Colin Sexton. Tyrese Albert. Darius Garland. Oof. Man, that's a tough one. Give me Tyrese. So you have him about where he's going, which is 60. Like that's that's right in that area. Like all the guys going below him, you have a you have him above, and all the guys pretty much ahead of him, you have him going below. So I don't know that it's a fantastic value. I think it's just fine. It's good. It's if that's who you want, cool. Um, well, I think probably I'm probably not gonna have him on a lot of teams either. Just like I, I feel better about Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball who are hanging around there. I personally rather have Demar Derozan too, who yeah. for some reason on Yahoo, explain this to me. How in Yahoo did Demar Derozan get power forward eligibility? Have absolutely zero idea how that has happened. Demar Derozan played a second of power forward in his career. No, like they're it's almost like they're preemptively being like, well, the Bulls are gonna have to play him at four. And just giving just giving it to him ahead of time, which is usually like the opposite, where you're waiting around. Oh, they are playing well, him at four. For so like they must hour. be using they must be using basketball references things because for some reason the basketball reference said last year he played sixty nine percent of his minutes at the four. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know what Spurs games these guys were watching. Pascal Siakam's the center, according to Yahoo. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Um, I, I the reason I like Tyrese Halliburton, and the reason I might even take him over Kyle Lowry is it's the steals. Like it's hard to find 1.5 steals a game this late in the draft with a guy who doesn't like hurt you anywhere. He's in fact helping you also in assists. He's also hitting threes, he's also getting good percentages. So, like Lonzo Ball. I like him a little bit better. I just think he's in a better place, a better role, and is going to be on a very offensive forward team. Tyrese Halburn, because of his situation with the minutes, 60 seems perfectly fine because it's really, really hard to find those steals later in the draft without like, you know, taking a big lump in field goal percentage or, you know, from some random guy who doesn't score any points or whatever. Like, I just think Tyrese Alberton is getting a little undervalued. Just a little bit. Fair enough. All right. Buddy Heal. What's going on with this guy? Obviously, just can't, just only shoots threes, hits four of them, and then, you know, shoots 42% for the season. Doesn't do a whole lot else, but also doesn't really hurt you. Like, you know, an all right, what last season finished 77 an eight cat five rebounds four assists almost a steal a game almost a half a block a game it's like he's almost pretty good yeah but again like is there a lot of room to grow no he's probably not gonna get any more minutes he's probably actually gonna get less minutes i would think 34 90 played last year and he's going at 78 and i'm getting better yeah what ceiling i mean he's performed worse each of the last two years to be honest yeah it's not getting any better for buddy heel i don't think it's playing times going up it's definitely going down 
that said, he's going to come in and hit almost four threes a game. And four threes is actually like, that's elite. You know, two and a half is real good, like Tyrese, but like four is like, oh yeah, that's like almost like, you know, Dame style. Yeah, and that's fine if that's if that's what you need and that's what you want here. You need some points and some threes, yeah. okay. But like, I'd rather have Spencer Dinwiddie. He's going a little bit below him. I'd rather have Mike Conley. I'd rather have Kemba Walker. I'd rather have Robert Covington. He plugs a he plugs a hole on your team if you yeah, if you're just, missing those threes or if you want to just, wanna just like no value though really like no. you're not getting any extra value in that pick like he's going right where he's probably about to finish yeah and i don't think he has like another level or a ceiling uh that's that's much higher than that so if that's what you need take him there and i think that's perfectly fine um harrison barnes is going 107 overall finished and, 81st last year that might be yeah. a little bit of a value there i would say i'm a little shocked that he finished 81st i guess you know he's just boring He's another guy though, two good percentages, some decent rebounds, 16 points, three and a half assists, not much for steals and blocks, but some decent threes. Like he's just okay everywhere. Like he doesn't hurt you. And so guys who don't hurt you end up finishing in that 80 to hundred range. And so when he's going outside the top 100, like it's not a bad pick. No, outside the top 100 is definitely not a bad pick. He's going one pick above uh, Keldon Johnson, who I would not be picking at all. A lot of people are picking Kelton Johnson to be a big breakout. Um, Certainly you are. Know that, you know that I mentioned him last year as a guy I thought would like have standard league value. And so yeah. I don't hate, I don't hate Kelton Johnson. I just feel like I, I'm not sure they have Harrison Barnes. Like I know what Harrison Barnes is. I don't want to bank on Kelton Johnson, maybe being something when I could have Harrison Barnes or even Dennis Schroeder, like one Oh nine. I think Dennis Schroeder is a good pick. Jalen Suggs is probably my favorite pick right there. We've talked about that too. Yeah. I think that a lot of in this space here, people are going for like, you know, the Suggs, because he's like, oh, man, that rookie, he could be really, really good. Or uh, Podal, where you're like, oh, those blocks would be great. And I think, uh, quite a frank, frankly, I'm seeing Harrison Bard fall further than 107, but she probably shouldn't. No, he definitely shouldn't. But again, like, it's the last three picks in your draft, and you can drop any of those players. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Now, in a deep league, Harrison Barnes should probably go inside the top 100. Just barely. Yes. Because you need the value of that pick. If Harrison Barnes is slipping to 110 in a deep league, you should take Harrison Barnes every time, even over guys like Jalen Suggs and Kelton Johnson, because those in a deep league, you need something from your 110th ranked player. He can't be an absolute zero for your team. And yeah. you have to have could like, be, could be like your sixth player or whatever. Right. Yeah. And Harrison Barnes is good. And so that's kind of the difference between the two formats. And so just be aware of that. Like in a, in a standard league, 12 teams, whatever, 10 teams, if you want to take the shot on Jalen Suggs over Harrison Barnes, totally fine with it. It's a deep league. Take Harrison Barnes. Last guy on this team. we got to mention him. Pour one out or we pour one out for the, the end of Marvin Bagley's fantasy basketball career. Man, Marvin Bagley was bad last year. Are we going to stream them even? Maybe. Rebounds. One, and okay points. Like, yeah. how many guys sitting around the waiver wire and averaging 14 tonight? Probably not a whole lot. Not that many. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not drafting him, but he's a guy I'll, I'll watch, I guess. I'll put him on the watch list, and we'll go from there. Um, 
Davion Mitchell looked really good in the summer league. Is older, a rookie, should get some minutes. Um, yep. He's another guy I'd put on my watch list and just see. Maybe, maybe he's taking a lot of buddies' minutes, and if that's the case, or maybe they're playing Buddy more at the three and they're playing Barnes more at the four and Bagley's not playing very much. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But if Davion Mitchell's lighting up during the preseason and, and looks like he's going to play a lot of minutes, like I could see him being a player that you would want to stream. Certainly keeping an eye on him. Um, I just think it's too, there's too much of a glut there for him to get any significant minutes for me to um, uh, warrant a draft pick for certain, but uh, might as well keep an eye on him. Could have a decent uh, steal rate for a uh, per minute steal rate out of Sacramento. I think that's it. I don't think we are going to talk about your boy Mo Harkless or Alex Lynn. Sorry, poor one out for those guys. Their fancies, uh, their fancy careers are over. Um, yeah, and this is a team two to watch. I guess if if they get some injuries, it's like they just have um, a glut in that backcourt. But like if one of those guys goes down, a field goes down, a fox goes down, like yep, some other guys get interesting, including Tyrese Halliburton. Like. What does Tyrese Halliburton look like if he's got to score more? Yeah, what if he's the primary scorer? Yeah, like if Fox goes down and they need Halliburton to score more, what does that look like? That's something interesting. And so um, there's a lot of people on this team that I'm just kind of watching. And I wouldn't be surprised because of the Kings. Like if as drafts go on, that some of these guys, their value starts slipping because the casual player just doesn't draft Kings usually very high because they don't watch a lot of Kings games. And so – um, by the by, toward the end of draft season, some of these guys might be going at pretty good values. Yep, I, I would agree with that. Keep an eye on the Kings. Uh, keep an eye on all these uh, teams that we did here at the end of the thirty teams in over thirty days, uh, because we saved them for last. Because you know, there's a lot of question marks there, and rotations will matter. And there's opportunities there with uh, with minutes played uh, based on what happens. Hopefully, everybody stays healthy, though. Oh, oh, we oh, got to go get ahead. this in. We got to get this in. Yes. Last thing. Okay. Breaking this is probably our last pod before things actually start up. So yeah. any one thing, any two things, any five things you're watching over the next couple of weeks, maybe even before the preseason games start. Ooh, um, I'm definitely going to be watching what's going on with OK City. I want to know what the rotation looks like. I am keeping an eye on Miles Bridges in Charlotte because if he is starting and they're like, this is the guy, um, we're going to play him like 33 minutes a game, even though we got all these other dudes hanging around. Uh, I am moving him up my draft boards real quick because I, I just think he's he could be fantastic. Um, and then I'm just you know waiting for the Bulls to make the playoffs. All right, fair enough. I like it. I like all of it. Um, I will say media day is good. Media day is fun. Media day is cool. Sometimes we don't get the whole story during media day. So don't overreact to anything too, too crazy you hear. If they're saying somebody's starting and going to play all these minutes, maybe will, maybe won't. Let's see it on the court first. Um, But I would say just kind of keep an eye out, keep an eye out for any kind of news and don't listen to this person lost a bunch of weight or this person's in the best shape of their life, that kind of stuff. So yeah, Miles, Miles Turner is not in the best shape of his life. That's always just kind of talk. He's um, not shooting like six threes a game. It's not going to happen. You know what? Speaking of the Pacers, I'm actually very interested to see what they look like under Rick Carlisle. So um, that is a team I'm watching. They, they will be technically 
better because Ricarla is a fantastic coach, but they're also going to play at a lower pace. So I feel like those things really uh, scratch each other out. Well, and the Pacers just kind of have one too many players, especially if TJ Warren gets back healthy. So yeah, it'd be so interesting T- to see if they make some sort of move there and what move, what that move is and all that. Um, I feel like during this training camp and preseason, we can actually see more than a few trades, which we don't normally see that often. But I feel like a couple of these teams are kind of still trying to make a move or two. Yeah, And I think the, the compressedness of the last couple off seasons and the, the amount of games played, everyone just wanted a break. And so I think we took a break and now the things are starting back up. I think we could see some moves, which that'll be fun. So uh, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff ahead. I really think it's going to be a very weird season. Um, and I hope it's a great season. Like I, I really enjoyed uh, the playoffs last year without LeBron. And so hopefully we can get one of those again. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to the NBA spinning back up. We're going to have a lot of content coming for you between now and the beginning of the season. If there is something specific you want to hear about, just reach out to us. Find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler P Watts, W-A-T-T-S. Find me at watch the boxes um, or just hit us up um, via Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We got a lot of content coming. We got some special guests coming. Um, potentially, some of us might be on some other shows that you might have heard of or might not have heard of and that we'll tell you about. A lot of stuff coming up. We hope you are ready now for really, like, ready to be ready to figure out <laughs> who you're drafting this season with Fancy Basketball. We got a lot more coming for you. We'll see you next time.